Krishna and we are continuing with the book called Rajavidya, the King of Knowledge by His Divine Grace Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada page number 78 so last episode we stopped at the verse which was supposed to be quoted from Bhagavad Gita Sri Krishna gives the following information of the results of inquiring of the truth from one who actually seen the truth. Yajgatvana punar moham evam yasyasi pandava yena bhutanya sheshani drakshyasyatmanya thomai apichedasi papebhyah sarvebhyah papakrittamah sarvam jnana plave naiva vrijinam santarishyasi Yathaidhamsi samidho gnir basmasat guru terjuna gyana gnih sarvakarmani basmasat guru te tatha. Quote And when you have thus learned the truth, you will know that all living beings are but parts of me, and that they are in me and are mine. Even if you are considered to be the most sinful of all sinners, when you are situated in the boat of transcendental knowledge, you will be able to cross over the ocean of miseries. As a blazing fire burns firewood to ashes, or Arjuna, so does the fire of knowledge burn to ashes all the reactions to material activities. Unquote Bhagavad Gita 4.35-37 the fire of knowledge is ignited by the spiritual master and when it is ablaze all the reactions to our works are turned to ashes the reactions to our work or our karma are the cause for our bondage there are good works and bad works and in this verse the word sarva karmani indicates both for one who wants to be liberated from this material bondage, reactions of both good works and bad works are detrimental. In this material world, we are attached to performing good works, if we are situated in the mode of goodness. If we are in the modes of passion and ignorance, however, we do bad work in passion and ignorance. But for those who are going to be Krishna conscious, there is no need of good work or bad work. By good work, we may get a good birth in an aristocratic or wealthy family. And by bad work, we may take birth even in the animal, animal kingdom. Or in degraded human families. But in any case, birth means bondage. And one who is striving for Krishna consciousness is striving for liberation from the bondage of transmigration. What is the advantage of being born in a wealthy or aristocratic family if one does not get rid of his material miseries? Whether we enjoy the reactions of good work or suffer the reactions of bad, we have to take on the material body and thereby undergo the material miseries. 
By engaging in the transcendental service of Krishna, we actually get out of the cycle of birth and death. But because the fire of knowledge is not burning in our minds, burning our minds, we accept material existence as happiness. A dog or a hog cannot understand what kind of miserable life he is passing. He actually thinks that he is enjoying life and this is called the covering or elusive influence of material energy. On the Bowery there are so many drunkards lying in the street and they are all thinking we are enjoying life. But those who are passing them by are thinking oh how miserable they are. That is the way of the illusory energy. We may be able able you should be you should really stop. We may be we may be in a miserable condition, but we accept it thinking that we are very happy. <laughs> this is called ignorance. But when one is awakened to knowledge, he thinks Oh, I'm not happy. I want freedom. But there is no freedom. I don't want to die. But there is death. I don't want to grow old. But there is old age. I don't want diseases. But there are diseases. This is such a crucial point right here that always bothered me, you can say, is that like Chopraphat really points out that if you are awakened to knowledge, you think I'm not happy, I want freedom, there is no freedom, right? I don't want to die, I don't want to grow old, I don't want diseases. So this is means you're awakened to knowledge. But many times we can hear that people say you're supposed to be happy no matter what. You're diseased, smile, you know, <laughs> you're growing old, you know, be the most, uh, I don't know, fired up old man or old lady <laughs> or, you know, death, well, do whatever you like and then, you know, meet death. <laughs> but um, yeah, it doesn't make sense, doesn't make much sense to people who really, who are open to are open to the fact that you know miseries they they're not nice to experience so for those people who don't want to like how to say just put some pink glasses and <laughs> go on with life these are the major problems of human existence but we ignore them and concentrate on solving very minor problems we consider economic development to be the most important thing, forgetting how long we shall live here in this material world. Economic development or no economic development, at the end of 60 or 100 years our life will be finished. Even if we accumulate a million dollars, we must leave it behind when we leave this body. We need to come to understand that in the material world, whatever we are doing is being defeated by the influence of material nature. We want freedom. And we want to travel, 
all over the world and all over the universe. Indeed, that is our right as spirit soul. The spirit soul in Bhagavad Gita is called Sarvagata, which means that he has the ability to go wherever he likes. In the Siddha Lokas there are perfected beings or yogis who can travel wherever they want without the aid of airplanes or other mechanical contrivances. Once we are liberated from material conditioning, we can become very powerful. Actually, we have no idea how powerful we are as spiritual sparks. Indeed, we are very much satisfied staying on this earth and spending up a few spaceships, thinking that we have become greatly advanced in material science. We spend millions and millions of dollars constructing spaceships without knowing that we have the ability to travel wherever we want, free of charge. Jai! The point is that we should cultivate our spiritual potencies by knowledge. The knowledge is already there, we simply have to accept it. In former ages, people underwent so many penances and austerities to acquire knowledge, but in this age, this process is not possible because our lives are very short and we are always disturbed. The process for this age is the process of Krishna consciousness, the chanting of Hare Krishna, which was inaugurated by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. If by this process we can kindle the fire of knowledge, all of the reactions of our activities will be reduced to ashes and we will be purified. Nahi gyanena sadrisham pavitram ihavidyate tatsvayam yoga samsidhah in this world, there is nothing so sublime and pure as transcendental knowledge. Such knowledge is the mature fruit of all mysticism, and one who has achieved this enjoys the Self within himself in due course of time. Unquote Bhagavad Gita 4.38 what is that sublime and pure knowledge? It is the knowledge that we are part and parcel of God and that we are to dovetail our consciousness with the Supreme Consciousness. This is the purest knowledge in the material world. Here everything is contaminated by the modes of material nature, goodness, passion and ignorance. Goodness is also a kind of contamination. In goodness, one becomes aware of his position and transcendental subjects, etc. But his defect is in thinking, now I have understood everything, now I'm all right. He wants to stay here. In other words, the man in the mode of goodness becomes a first-class prisoner 
and becoming happy in his prison house, wants to stay there. And what to speak of those in the modes of passion and ignorance? The point is that we have to transcend even the quality of goodness. The transcendental position begins with the realization Aham Brahmasmi I'm not this matter, but spirit. But even this position is unsettled, more is required. Brahma Bhuta Prasannatma Nasho Chetina Kangshati Samak Sarveshu Bhuteshu Mad Bhaktim Labhate Param one who is thus transcendentally situated at once realizes the Supreme Brahman. He never laments or desires to have anything. He is equally disposed to every living entity. In that state he attains pure devotional service unto me. Unquote Bhagavad Gita 18.54 In the Brahma Buddha stage one no longer identifies with matter. The first symptom of one's having been become established on the Brahma Buddha platform is that one becomes jolly. Jolly. <laughs> Prasannatma. On that platform there is neither lamentation nor hankering. But even if we rise to this stage and do not take to the loving service of Krishna, there is the possibility of falling down again into the material whirlpool. We may rise very high in the sky, but if we have no shelter there, if we do not land on some planet, we will again fall down. A simple understanding of the Brahma Buddha stage will not help us unless we take shelter, take to the ch to the shelter of. Krishna's lotus feet. Haribo! As soon as we engage ourselves in the service of Krishna, there is no longer any chance of falling down again into the material world. Our nature is such that we want some engagement. A child may commit mischief, but he cannot refrain from mischief unless he is given some engagement. When he is given some toys, his attention, attention is diverted and his mischievous activities stop. We are like mischievous children and therefore we must have spiritual engagement. Simply understanding that we are spirit soul will not do. Understanding that we are spirit soul, we have to sustain the spirit by spiritual engagement. Okay, we're going to stop here and tomorrow we shall read about the spiritual engagement. Thank you so much for tuning in today and the link to this beautiful book is in the description. Hope you take advantage of it and we shall see you next time. Hare Krishna!